Oh, hi, Mark. WWE does, in fact, stand for WWE. Now you're all going to cry about it, right? You want to punish people for actually liking professional wrestling? So I'm going to invoke my privilege. Let me introduce the solutions. I am going to break your mystique. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. Yowie wowie. All right. Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Lee McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. Jimmy, what's going on? What's up? We're ready to get extreme? <laughs> I better be. We better be, right? I mean, we have no choice. Yeah, because this weekend, extreme rules. Oh, that was corny. Cut that right yeah. out. <laughs> well, I mean, it's about as corny as they say it, so it works, it works for me. Well, yeah, that's what I figured. Um, so yeah, I guess I guess we'll talk about extreme rules. H- how you feeling? How you feeling about things in general? Let's start there. Um, I'm feeling better recently, and I don't know if I don't mean I think there's a lot of improvement left to be made. I'm hoping that extreme rules is the culmination of a lot of long and tedious um, stories that feel like they're never ending. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we know the long and tedious part already, but we hope there's a culmination. Yeah, and I hope okay. that maybe some I have some ideas for maybe some new challengers that could emerge for SummerSlam. So um, I'm not, you know, it's WWE, so they could always fuck it up. But um, yeah, and I don't know how much of the product. I mean, I thought Raw was a lot better last week than this week. Um, 100%. I think that I I noticed a lot of, you know, I don't know how much of it is. We don't know for sure if Paul Heyman is like in charge yet, and Eric Bischoff, like if that deal went through or not. Now people are saying it's not until after Extreme Rules, but. I think it's pretty clear some of the things that happened have been not very Vince-like, and they've been good. Yeah, well, um, yeah the first Raw after that announcement that, that you alluded to, where Heyman is maybe in charge, maybe not, you have the the big spot, you know, they say, holy shit, <laughs> within the first ten minutes. Yeah, no, I mean, that's another example. I feel like it's like half Vince, half Eric and Paul, or whatever the case may be, because it's like good, yeah. but, then, but then they kind of like overdid that moment, and I think they just replayed it way too much, and it kind of... I don't know. Especially since Bobby Lashley was back this past week, I feel like that moment wasn't as yeah. in retros- in retrospect as cool as it could have been. Yeah, so, I mean it was it was something, but uh, you know it's still there still needs to be work. Wait, the spot was only last week, right? Exactly. Yeah. So Bobby Lashley didn't even miss any time. He was the victim of the spot. Right. Wow. Because yep. I know I know oh, they I know. said Braun had a ruptured spleen, but I mean that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I don't like, even know how they came up with that, of all the things, to be the thing that was wrong with him either. That was weird. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows? They, maybe they pulled it out of a hat. Um, but, so I guess let's start with, the, what did you think when you first heard about this Bischoff-Heyman announcement? Um, did you check I, the, the calendar and say, wait, wait, what year is it again? Um, no, I did think it was interesting. When I heard Bischoff, I thought it was definitely going to be storyline, because I couldn't imagine him agreeing... Especially hearing the deals afterwards, how he's he's moving to Stanford and things that he said he would never he do, he's doing. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I kind of saw how they weren't really mentioned on TV, and I was like, wow, okay, this is real. Um, I think it, 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 it remains to be seen how it pans. I think it's smart to at least pretend like Vince is acknowledging something needs to change. And there will be fans of that era who will be intrigued by this. Yeah. But there's also people who just don't know this, the significance of it either. Right. Um, and both Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman have had high moments and low moments, so it doesn't necessarily guarantee a good product. Um, but I was more optimistic than, than not. Or, or I don't know if optimistic is the word. Um, uh, I, I excited to see what would happen. Yeah, well, it's something different, right? Like Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Like, the whole thing for me is, like, is Vince giving up the creative? First, yeah, my reaction was the same as yours. When I first heard it, I naturally assumed it was, like, a GM-type role, just with a different name, and that it was going to be strictly on air. Um, with it being backstage, I mean, giving Paul Heyman control of anything is, like, so far overdue, in my opinion. But I feel kind of exactly the opposite with Bischoff, because, like you were saying, on his end, it's hard to believe he would do this. For me, it's hard to believe on WWE's end they would do this. Like, he... You know what I mean? He's he's most known for being in charge of WCW. Like, yeah, they had their height thanks in part to him with the NWO, but that's like the only thing he did. And he was also there when they went out of business. So I mean, you know, he's. I mean, besides TNA, he's basically done nothing since. And TNA is like a blip on the radar. So I just don't see why WWE would want that. 
from him. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get that. Um, but but in, in the other end of it, I think Paul Heyman has been pretty instrumental behind the scenes to the things that have, have been good without us knowing that he's the one behind it. And yeah. I know that a lot of talent, newer talent, say that he you know works with them a lot so uh paul i'm excited about eric i'm 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 indifferent um i don't really know what he could contribute right now exactly uh, um but or paul Heyman, i i definitely i mean i would have just done him for both yeah you know head yeah. of creative or something 100 percent. so or him um, or him and maybe you know I, I wouldn't even know who else but yeah definitely before him and eric bischoff that's just it seems like i could see why you would think the announcement would catch some buzz but i think in the actuality I just don't see, I really don't see what the fuck Bischoff has to offer. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I, I would have done Heyman as like the, the real life head of creative and Bischoff as the storyline GM on SmackDown to get Fox some ratings in the beginning at least. Yeah, maybe. I just, the GM, the whole heel authority thing is just so played. You well, know? I wouldn't have him be a heel. That's the thing. I, I would have him be like a William Regal like type who has gained respect and, and I think that would make it fresh. I mean, this isn't, this isn't happening, but the way I would, that's the way I, I would do it. So it'd be like when Kurt Angle was GM, but a face Eric Bischoff. A little better, because Eric would have a little more, like, uh, backbone, at least. <laughs> huh. I mean, theoretically. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Um, so also, last week, that happened another thing, that because we, we didn't do a show last week. And like you said, I thought, from what I saw and read from Raw, it sounded like it was a good week for us to take off because it sounded like a pretty good show like you know from recent history right and then it also yeah. sounded yeah go ahead uh, yeah i um it mostly for the most part was um i mean i don't want to say flawless it wasn't without its flaws but i think the quality <laughs> was so much different that Easy it really tiger. it really was um it really was enjoyable from beginning to end at least well that's good that's good so what did you think so speaking so we spoke about the beginning a little bit what did you think about the end the big i also saw this the big uh AJ loses the title match against Ricochet, which was pretty foreseeable, but then turns on Ricochet and goes with the club. What did you think about that? Actually, let me just say, because I, I don't know if you got this impression, it was exactly, exactly the same thing as when he turned on John Cena. Uh, yeah, it was the whole thing was a little telegraphed, but at the same token, I mean, it got Gallows and Anderson, who I think this is how they were roped in to get new contracts, because the rumor is that they are oh. signing new deals. Yeah, um, and I have to imagine uh, same thing with Shinsuke. I heard that Shinsuke resigned, and now I'm finding it interesting that you know revival. Same thing. All the people who are getting new deals are you know at least for the moment being promised a spotlight. But we'll yep. see how far it, how far it lasts. For the moment, um, it's not going to last far. But mm. it was um it, it was it was it was it was good. You know, I, I think like you said, it wasn't super original, but I think that it, AJ Styles needed a change, and Gallows and Anderson were always great and underutilized. And I'm yeah, but that's always interested to see where. I mean, it's for the U.S. title, and I don't really see exactly. AJ beating Ricochet, or I don't think he should. Um, I would have AJ transition into a feud, or AJ and the club transition into a feud with, with, with the New Day from this. But then it's the same Samoa Joe thing, where they're losing, yeah. you know, mid-card titles to go up to the, you know, main show, which is yeah. kind of weird. Unless Kofi loses the title to Samoa Joe, and then that takes that issue away. But I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get there, and it sounds like you don't think that's going to happen. So... Um, but yeah, but, but, but this was exactly like, you know, Ricochet and AJ, it's like the club is going to, AJ loses, then the club is going to attack Ricochet and AJ. So they're like kind of acting like they're going to, you know, team up to take on the club. And then AJ just does exactly what he did with Cena. It was just like, you know, you couldn't have shook it up a little bit. And I also, you know, I've, I've had this thing about heels or about baby faces losing a big match and then turning heel. It's like, that's not why you turn. You turn to get the element of surprise to win the title, you know? Yeah. Traditionally, that's, it's like, lately, Shinsuke, AJ, these guys lose a match and then turn heel. It's like, okay, so what the fuck was the point of that? Besides surprising the audience. No, I mean, I agree. Um, But in the same token, his, his character still needed something, so... I'm I'm willing yeah. to see how it goes. Okay, and AJ and Ricochet matches. I'm I'm so excited for. So yeah, no, definitely. I just I, I don't know the U. The fact that it's over the U.S. title too is is weird for me because it's like AJ should be above that. You know, he's like it's like he keeps going back and forth between the a world title, then he's back down to the U.S., then he's back to the world, then he's back to the U.S. Yeah, I mean they they've forgotten about the importance of the, the mid card titles though. So I guess it's like catch catch twenty two. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. All right, so what did you think about the way Raw kicked off with the mixed tag elimination match? Sub-question, does that make sense? 
Uh, no, it doesn't make sense. It, it, I mean, we all know that there's a silly way of getting wrestling that on commercials, and it's being it's become very convoluted. SmackDown last night was the best usage of that, just because the matches were smarter and uh, shorter and smarter, and they also have the benefit of the of the uh, picture in picture. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, like Finn and Shinsuke went like ten minutes, but they were able to do a picture in picture. So it didn't make sense. I mean, but r- removing all that, it made me really wish that Andrade and Zelina were the match at Extreme Rules. I mean, I really oh enjoyed God, this. Yeah, would have just been a better match. Yeah, I mean, extreme rules. Andrade and Seth and singles matches, Zelina and Becky in matches. I would have liked. I mean, it made Hell me realize yeah. how much they're underutilized because this was, and it was good. It was exciting. Uh, it didn't make sense, no, but um, you know, I liked how they didn't get squashed. Yeah. I, you know, I was they got a lot of offense and more than I thought they would. And uh, you know, the whole the whole angle with. Becky and Seth, who I think don't really have the best chemistry, and it's kind of cringeworthy when they're on screen that's for me. What, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah, it, it doesn't work. Um, I mean, I think Baron and Lacey have better chemistry, for fuck's sake. I mean, they, they play I, off each other well, heel wise. I did uh, listen to that promo that they cut after the mixed tag match on Monday, and it was it was pretty cringeworthy, if you ask me. Uh, Corbin and Lacey, like they, it just sounded very rehearsed, and it was too long. Yeah, I mean, but at least if you consider that they're not actually dating in real life, it kind of makes you know the fact that the real life couple is also oh. cringy. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm it's, just, I'm just talking about their performance. I don't, you know, who's who's really dating in real life is irrelevant to me. And in fact, I, I don't even like that they're like, oh, real life couple Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. It's like, oh, okay, so all the other couples are bullshit. Thanks for telling us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very. Like, um, it's tacky, and it's done. It's done for. I mean, I think Vince thought it was going to be ratings, but it's not. Yeah. Um. At least to my knowledge, it's not. Well, I yeah, I, I don't know what the hell they're trying to do uh, at this point, though. It's it's uh yeah, it sucks. It sucks. It's because it seems like they're both kind of lamer, like together than they are, than they were, than they can be apart. Oh, they are for sure. Yeah. So but, it sucks. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I'm really hoping that when we get into. Uh, extreme the card a little bit later i'll kind of get into what i hope will happen with this and uh <laughs> okay but uh but the andrade zelina stuff i i, I did enjoy uh, despite yeah. the bizarre booking of a match where women and men can't fight each other yeah and the fact that andrade and zelina were only relevant this week because they're in a mixed tag like a fixed mixed tag act otherwise yeah, they're and, like not and- doing anything yeah zelina tried her best to, to to build this on social media but you know it was still random yeah, there's only so much you can do. Um, so then, so what did you think about Mysterio uh, being back? That was just like this seems very random, especially given well, like uh, everything I mean, that happened. Weird. I would have just had the, the match never begin and Bobby just attack Mysterio. So at least Mysterio doesn't get a loss. Um, well, I would think just because they didn't do that, you're because you're right. You're obviously totally right. Because they didn't do that, like, what kind of story could this be playing into? Because it's got to be, like, a storyline thing, right? None. I think Vince has a veteran that, that, that you know, is popular with the children and, and, and is, gets pops and wanted to put Bobby over, even though I think it's too late for Bobby to ever really become serious again. And I think it was a spur-of-the-moment decision. I don't think it's going to factor in... I mean, maybe if, if Braun just beats Bobby and Bobby and Mysterio have, like, a feud, but I don't really know what the point of that would be. I was kind of hoping that... Um, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. good. Ray, Ray, and Ricochet will somehow meet for the U.S. title, but you know you have AJ in there, so I don't know how that's going to work. Oh yeah, I'm always hoping that whenever they're on the same on the roster together. But but this like you know that match would be worse off since it's a Rick, uh, a Ray Mysterio that just returned from injury to get squashed in two minutes. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I didn't I didn't really understand it. Yeah, so no matter what, that sucks and it shouldn't happened. Um, what do you think about uh, calling Bobby Lashley Body Lashley? Like if Leo Rush called him Body Lashley, just like as an obnoxious thing, you know? Because they were like, they were just all obsessed with his body, and his, his the word body is so close to his name, which is actually Bobby. Uh, um, I mean, yeah, it's not uh, my best idea. We can move on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have bit my lip that time. Okay. <laughs> Um, what else do we have on Raw this week? We have uh, we have the, the main angle of, of the yeah. evening was... Um, Stupid janitor thing. Yeah, when we have it listed as Super Janitor thing, and that's exactly what it was. So, obviously, 
uh, Shane and Drew are facing Undertaker and Roman Reigns. Undertaker returned to Raw last week. Uh, I'm sorry, two weeks ago. Um, did we record a show since that happened? Yeah, we recorded that week. We did. Okay. Um, yeah. And and like I said, Taker gave a decent explanation, more than I guess I thought they'd give, but still random for why he's even in this match. Yeah. Um, very. So the whole point was, uh, you know, let's do the match now, but Shane has to pick a opponent for Roman, and that if Undertaker interferes, the stipulation will be that uh, the Undertaker is out of the match. Is that it? Oh, I didn't even know about this part. I just thought they yeah. made a match. So that's how they need to make a way to make it uh, Undertaker not be on the show, and that's the way they did it. Undertaker wasn't allowed to, which made me very happy I didn't get tickets to the show because that's the only thing I would have been mad about. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they do have a couple backstage angles with them around the Prudential Center, finding, like, obviously independent wrestlers dressed up as, you know, beer, beer men, and then we get to a janitor yeah. who apparently, I guess, had a limp. But we didn't know that he had a limp because when they showed him, he was sitting down. Huh? What? Well, That's did he notice stupid. that the guy was limping when he came out? Yeah. But that wasn't really established as part of the story. So well, that I guess that was me. to make that was to make it seem like he wasn't because you know otherwise his silhouette looks like a wrestler, basically. Oh, I didn't know if, or maybe I don't know if like Drew like attacked him to threaten him to. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It was a yeah. weird wrinkle. Well, I mean, just given everything that winds up happening, is it is it not? Because it sounds weird just reading that. Shane like told this guy he's got to wrestle. He's going to pay him five thousand dollars or whatever and be Roman's partner, yeah. and then gave him a mask to put on. Like it seems like Shane in kayfabe and Drew are setting themselves up for what is inevitably going to happen. You know? Yeah, the mask is on because they're uh, they're too noticeable and they need to be hidden. Even though that when they first saw them and the they're fact that the show broadcast it to live TV, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's fucking weird. Wow. Um, so, no, that makes, wow. so the match weird. winds up happening and they tell him that he'll just have to stand there, but then he winds up getting attacked by Drew and they hit Roman into the, the, the ring post. I mean, Superman Roman is down for like minutes just because it's slammed into a ring post. Dude, and then the guy starts is doing, lately, it seems like. And the guy starts doing flips and twists, which I didn't even really consider at the moment who it could be, which I guess is dumb of me. I, I just, I don't know. I thought maybe he was like, like oh, oh, look, the janitor is... <laughs> can do this stuff i i, I don't know I, it was, I was just gonna random. joke and say you're like oh i guess this janitor used to do like gymnastics or something sure yeah i mean I, but, but i wasn't thinking like oh who's it gonna be um right. and then you know drew mcintyre wanted to put in the claymore after the you know flippy janitor gets some uh decent uh decent offense in and after the match um i guess roman comes back to and attacks shane and drew and the guy takes his mask off and it's revealed to be cedric alexander yeah so, but there's no explanation for how that happened, where Roman and Cedric spoke. So Roman did allude to in a backstage interview that he basically had an idea, but like, right. I still don't know how this is a good one. Well, they lost, so I don't even like the mask reveal that only makes sense if you won. Like, oh, turns out it wasn't the janitor, that's that's how we got you, but they lost, so it's almost like you should just keep his fucking mask on at that point, janitor or not. Yeah, I mean, I guess because it was still technically a 201 beat down and Cedric Alexander is so low. I mean, he shouldn't have been in this spot. It didn't make sense. He's not big enough. Yeah. I mean, if they wanted to build him, maybe that's fine. But well, he's the, been in 24-7 segments. And yeah. Well, the, it, 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 the whole thing was just random. Well, if, the, if they wanted to build him, he would have had to have won. Like we were saying on the phone, like he would have had to have won. You were, You wouldn't do it in this case because it's Drew and Shane. And they had this match with Taker and Roman on Sunday, so obviously you wouldn't do well, it. Right. But like that's the only reason you would do it. So he, he just, just that's that's specifically why he shouldn't have. <laughs> just to elaborate yeah. on your point, yeah. But I guess the only thing that protects him is that, like I said, it was a two and one beatdown, and he did get some offense in for the time being. But other than that, it was it was just pointless. And yeah. I think I would have been happier with, um, I don't know, uh, Andrade and and Andrade and Zelina versus Sethi and uh, Sethi. Steffi <laughs> and, and the main event I think that would have put over that match and given that match more time yeah. and um, I think it deserves to be in the main event you know Andrade and Zelina may not be featured in storylines all the time but Andrade's been sneaking around the upper to mid card sporadically enough where I think it would be justified for that to be the main event oh it would and they, and they would have they would be given maybe a little more time and have yeah, an even totally. better match um, and also, like, Roman Reigns, why, why is he, it's just crazy to me that he's in, like, every main event on every show when they made such a big deal out of moving him to Tuesday. Yeah, no, I, I, I 
don't understand. And he also, his match on SmackDown was his first match, I think, in a month on SmackDown last night. Yeah. So, very, very strange. Raw's still his main yard. Um, And honestly, the flipping of those matches, this match opening the show, and then Seth and Becky would have, I think, changed. I mean, Raw was passable, not as good as last week. It wasn't bad by any means. But um, I think it would have dramatically changed the whole, you know, tone of the show if... you know becky and um that match main evented because this just ended very flat it seems like and then no undertaker even after the match was over where that stipulation where the match wouldn't happen wouldn't be in effect anymore well i mean yeah they didn't undertaker wasn't there well no i mean yes but i mean like if it's in the main event i was assuming that was the next logical step yeah to happen yeah i mean you know they just save it for Sunday. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's the, guess that's the theory, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And that was... Uh, we'll get into some other stuff on Raw when we go through the card for Extreme Rules. But transitioning into yeah. SmackDown. Um, SmackDown opened up in a, a unique way. I, I was reading online that, you know, Eric Bischoff's fingerprints were all over this because he loved backstage segments and he loved shoe promos. And, you know, we don't know if that's true or not. But, I mean, I guess... It was a drastic different opening that we're used to. Definitely. Um, and, uh, you know, the car stuff was fine. You know, Kevin Owens pseudo turned babyface last week. Uh, even though he's kind of been beating to the march of his own drum ever since he's returned just against heels. March to the beat been... of his own drum, but yeah. Sure. What did he do yeah. last week? He fought, uh, it was him and Ziggler versus, um, I think, New Day. And what, and, uh, I'm saying, how did he turn? How did he pseudo turn face? Well, he gave he gave Ziggler a stunner at the end of the show. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So um, that leads to a back, uh, parking lot brawl between them, where all the jobbers come out to break it up. Shane kicks Kevin Owens out. Um, which the only reason I'm okay with this suddenly being a Shane KO thing is that there's some backstory that I, I don't even know if they're going to address. Um, and then what you mean because we they have, feuded before? Yeah. Because other than that, it's just yeah. really random why Kevin Owens is all of a sudden deciding to to do this. As much as I, I love what oh. happens next, which is yeah. Kevin, Kevin Owens comes comes to the ring. Yeah, you know, very you know they kind of filmed filmed it like it wasn't planned and starts you know dropping what many are calling a pipe bomb on Shane McMahon and how Vince said back in February that he wants to give us what he wants and that wasn't Shane McMahon. And then Shane comes out and I like the way this went where he start he started cutting off all of Kevin Owens' mics and then Kevin picks up the commentator headset and starts mentioning all the wrestlers that aren't getting a time well, because of Shane some of them and um it uh it 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 was good it, Kevin Owens is great I'm not surprised that he was phenomenal here um I'm I'm surprised that Vince let him be that transparent with it or or I mean, let that pass he, he didn't say that much he just said that Shane is taking TV time and that it's disrespectful to call himself the best in the world which is I mean the whole gimmick with the best in the world thing is inherently that whether Shane realizes it or not is that it's ironic because of how bad he actually is so like yeah but then name dropping particular wrestlers that Vince in reality is not doing anything with was I don't know I thought that was a little surprising yeah I mean I could see that that's how you pitch it to Vince is like we have to name these people that and Vince is like oh I don't like any of those guys and we're like and they're like yeah Vince that's the point that's the point that's a, it's a pipe bomb promo my problem with it though is that you know it's the same it's basically it's the same kind of energy that Punk was saying like it to me it's just like another like promise of something that I have a pretty good feeling is still not anywhere near the horizon you know yeah no I I, I get that and so, um then Kevin Owens, you know, goes through the ring, and if, if it was scheduled to be uh, goes through after the crowd, it was supposed to be Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. But Dolph Ziggler comes backstage to Shane and Drew and Elias, um, who should just at least name themselves something at this point to make uh, it seem semi-legitimate. I mean, it's just random yeah. that they're just all there. I mean, it's been happening long enough where I don't want Shane on my TV, but at least make it fucking worth something at this point. Yeah, it's another um, uh, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, that'll break up probably with no rhyme or reason randomly. Yeah, and I mean, be, you know, for, be forgotten about. That you're right, but that's what kind of why I don't want them to have a name is because I just want them to break up and well, be, no, and be I, forgotten about. Yeah, I, <laughs> as a group, I, I, I totally get that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, Ziggler's kind of mad at Shane because he was supposed to be in the main event. He wanted that opportunity, and then Shane totally manipulates Dolph, which made him look such like an idiot. That um, oh well, now you'll be in the main event and take care of our business, and you'll face Roman Reigns. 
<laughs> and we'll be in your corner. And uh, I love Drew during this. Drew acknowledged his, his and Dolph's issues. Drew's face was very right. like kind of like perturbed. And he even said, I think like I think Shane was like, oh, he's great. And and Drew said, yeah, he's all right or something. So that was I yeah. like that, which I'm sure was ad lib by Drew because he's he's pretty good like that. Yeah, um, yeah, he's great. And um, that leads to the ending, which was it was what it was. I thought it was chaotic, and and I think Dolph and Roman. Did, had a decent match and mm. Roman's now pulling out that top rope uh, plunge more often now which takes away the novelty of it I feel like um, I mean I guess it's like I, out of nowhere it's like every week now yeah but he or won, every match he, that's all he can do like you know he has one more move that he can do I actually wrote you know his I mean, I mean his arsenal is just so fucking boring I, I, I watched some of Smackdown last night I watched that match and my takeaway was god damn it I'm so sick of seeing watching Roman Reigns just go through his arsenal even with the top rope, whatever the fuck. Like, it's not enough moves, and they're not fun to watch. And I've seen them a million times. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that as well. <laughs> um, so, um, I'm sorry. Uh, losing my train of thought here. Oh, no, you're oh, good. R- Roman beats Dolph, and then the show ends with Kevin Owens giving a stunner to Shane McMahon. Um, Kevin Owens is being received great. The crowd is really into him. I'm happy that he's in this position, but I'm really afraid that we're just going to go right from Roman and Shane to Kevin Owens and Shane. Yeah, yeah, I kind of like that. You know? And, and w- based on what you were saying a minute ago, I actually feel different than you. Like, you were saying, like, they have at least the history between Kevin Owens and Shane. Personally, I think this would be a little bit cooler if they didn't have that history. Like, if it was, you know, if it was, like, a fresh Kevin Owens and and. Shane or, or somebody else in Shane or Kevin Owens and somebody else. I don't know. I because I you know it's not even that long ago and and Kevin Owens and Shane just makes me think of that the whole hell in the cell thing with Sammy and how Sammy turned heel and it was awesome. Yeah, but I you know I mean either way I think that it, it, Kevin Owens is great so I think he can spin it to include the history in a logical manner. Yeah, um, I, I but also, it would have been more sudden for him as a babyface rising if it was. Um, but it also shows that he was right about Shane all along. He, you know, he could play that card. Yeah, that's true, and I hope he does. Um, I, same, I, I, I just, I just wish that he would have not turned on Kofi. If he would have came back as a face and stayed a face, and now this was like him being a next level face. You know? Oh yeah, no, I agree. Because it's just like that. We, we we did not need another instance of Kevin Owens acting chummy with someone and turning on them. Because that's to me, that's like he could do that at any time now. Always. You know, yeah, f- no, I totally, I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, another thing on the show that I really like that they forgot about last week but built the two weeks ago is uh, Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> and um, yeah. a really good match, I thought. Ten minutes, solid match. It could have um, been longer, but yeah, it was good. And I-, I think it was just enough if, if we're going to lead to another match between them. I think it was just enough. Okay. Um, it left me wanting more, which I think should be the design of anything like this. That's true. And like you said, with not having promoted last week, they each had a pre-match promo that I thought was pretty good yeah. uh, before the match. Like, they did enough just just turning on SmackDown and what they did before the match. I was already like, all right, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Even though Shinsuke has basically been nobody for a couple of years, and Finn has, you know, not been anything super special, unfortunately, too. Yeah. But Shinsuke looked really motivated. I loved his sliding German suplex. I haven't seen him do that since New Japan. Yeah. Um, he looked great. I like how he dominated. Um, I think it would have been better to give... I mean, I, I, he's a heel, so I think I would have liked it better if Finn Balor got counted out. Because I kind of hate the trope where, oh, so-and-so has pinned the Intercontinental Champion. Now they're going to get a match. It's kind of tired. Yeah. yeah. Um, and who do you think is going to win the title match? Oh, Finn Balor, for sure. Of course. They do it too much. It's like... There's multiple things happening at every given po- at any given point in time that it's like oh this is just the latest version of this, like yeah, um, and I think Shinsuke like Kinshasaing Finn like to his death would have been like a really cool brutal way to kind of kickstart that feud and oh, add some heat to it to get the count out you're saying like on the outside. yeah like just yeah. like keep like keep keep knocking him down and then Finn doesn't look that bad because he keeps getting up but eventually he succumbs to it yeah that would have been um, yeah that would have been sick I mean his loss in general was also I mean I don't think he looked weak because again he still looked valiant for getting back in the ring it's just that he eventually got pinned yeah totally so but um but I'm excited for that I hope I hope they maybe I have a feeling maybe they'll do it on Smackdown and then it's like a no contest and they can build it all the way to SummerSlam. I feel like that'd be a great SummerSlam opener. Oh, so opening they're, not, match. they're not doing Extreme Rules? 
Uh, not yet. I would not be surprised if it's added, but I don't think it should be. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I don't that, think it should be. I mean, yeah, what you said makes sense. I just, you know, it's Extreme Rules Sunday and it just happened. And they Yeah, did... well, I think the timing of it was I would have just started this next week, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so, yeah, you want to talk about Extreme Rules? They're doing uh, Alistair Black and Cesaro is on Extreme Rules, right? It is on Extreme Rules. Cesaro okay. is the one who knocked. Um, apparently, who Randy, knocked. Orton is, uh, Randy Orton is dealing with neck issues, and I think the rumor is that he was in line for this because they basically were doing this on a live event tour, and fans were saying it was fun. the matches were great. Um, yeah, but Randy so- Orton, is, uh, his, his neck was hurt in that match with Alistair Black on a live event, oh, and that's wow. why they switched him out because... Yeah. I don't know. I, I think Cesaro is, you know, look looks good. I mean, he had he traded some losses with uh, Ricochet. He's got repackaged a bit. No way, Jose. But you know, I don't, I don't. Part of me doesn't want Alistair Black to go right to a main feud. I know a lot of people are clamoring for him and Bray. I don't want that yet because I don't think Vince yeah. will put Bray over. Yeah, I'm with um, you. I definitely don't want that yet. So either. if they give this match like a solid 15 minutes, which I don't think will ever happen, a 10 to 15 minutes. And I mean, Alistair Black wins. Should be. I don't see why that's asking a lot, personally. Like, and of course, Alistair going to win. Yeah. So um, I think it could be great. It could be a sleeper hit. But um, you know, I don't know. I just think weeks and weeks of those promos for Cesaro. I love Cesaro, and I can't wait for the match. But I don't know. I guess I, I'll wait to see the match. What, um, did, what did you think about their promo on Thursday? Because yeah, what, what did you think about it? I, I, I thought it was good. I liked the way they filmed Cesaro, like, you know, sitting down in the chair. I was wondering who was in that white suit at first. I like the dichotomy of black oh, versus white. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But it, it was weird when, when Cesaro first sat down. They had the chair framed up weird. And I was like, is this a short guy? And then Cesaro sat down and the camera had to pan up. And I was like, oh, is it the great Kali? Because they had to pan up. But then it was just Cesaro. And I was like, no, they didn't have it. They didn't have the chair framed right. Did you notice that? I, I did not. Well, in any case, I just thought the person took a long time to sit. Yeah, no, he well, he he might have, but like even when he sat, he was just the camera was just on his chest and it had to like pan up to his face. But the reason that I brought it up is because it felt like Alistair and or at least Alistair was talking for like a minute or two, maybe three. It felt like he was talking for too long, and then Cesaro sits down there and they're going back and forth for too long, and I'm like. This is not what Alistair is known for doing best. So why is it the first foot he's putting forward on the main roster? On the you know to the masses, to the wide audience. Like it literally it's the opposite of sense that this this fucking old man is applying to new uh, main roster introductions. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we've talked about the whole what he's been doing for a few for I mean a few weeks now and I've agreed that I don't think it's the right option. I think that there is a way to do if they wanted to portray his character in backstage vignettes, I've said this before, is just mimic what NXT did. Yeah, no, totally. You know, I just... have, him, have him talk, but not as much, and, you know, add some of that supernatural um, witchcraft, black magic, you know, the whole yeah, the essence gothic, of the character. The, the which, dark thing, yeah. Yeah, which it seems like Vince is not, isn't really, he's halfway on board with it, halfway probably thinks it isn't PG. Yeah. If and I think to, like, of Vince. Make it his own, but what I guess what I'm saying is that he, like, I'm not entirely inherently opposed to this idea, like, this this dark, brooding guy sitting alone in a room waiting for somebody to knock. Like, I'm not inherently opposed to it 100%, but then it's just all the talking, and, and especially when he's, when he's live doing the interview, like, talking with Michael Cole, then talking with Cesaro, it's just like, wow, this is really, like, the first, you know, I mean, we've seen the promos, but this is the first, like, live interaction we're seeing of him, and it's all talking, and, like, you know, wrestling is is what you want. Like, it, you know, the first impression, he should rise up out of the darkness, walk to the ring, not say a fucking word, and, you know, have maybe a loudmouth heel come out, get in his face, like, you know, yabbering in his face, and he just, like, does the roundhouse kick, black mass, pins him, or, like, you know, squashes him relatively quick. Like, he's, just, he's a silent badass is, is what I'm getting at. And you're just, you know, that's nice, except he's not anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, and I think, um, I'm interested in his presentation on Sunday. I don't know if Vince decided to revamp anything else. I hope he didn't. But, I mean, his entrance, I'm curious to see if that's there still. And Oh, yeah, I, that's a know. good question. It'll probably still be there. Hopefully they lose the Creeks. But Yeah, I wasn't always entirely against that. I know. You're well documented. I, I very much am. Hmm. You'll come um, around. So that's on the Extreme Rules card. That wouldn't be a bad opener, but I my opener would probably be Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Um, oh. Also, I mean, the fact that they did this 
angle on Raw is, was good for Raw and making Raw feel different, and I don't. I think I'm okay with that. I liked it, despite the little hanging on it too much and replaying it way too much. Go on. Um, but I think that the ending of the Raw match would have been perfect for an ending of the Last Man Standing match. But you have Braun get up in the end. Well, yeah, that's what I'm wondering is... Where do you go from there for the last right. standing match? Right, that's, I guess that's my that's kind of yeah. my point. I, maybe they'll tease it. Um, I know there were rumors that they were going to get a new Raw set because they're revamping everything, and that that didn't happen. Um, so, uh, I, I'm, I'm apparently there's rumors of Braun Strowman getting a major push. I don't know where they're coming from, but oh, I think God. Braun Strowman would have won regardless this match. Yeah, I would think so too. This match yeah. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, I would think so um, too. And those yeah. rumors are always around. And dude, by the way, just because you mentioned real quick the 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 new Raw set, when they were when they when they went through the thing, and then the the Viking Raiders were coming out in the next segment, just with the black background, I was like, oh, they should leave this like this all night. Same. But then I they, and then it was, thought that I thought the same thing. Yeah, and then it was back up for literally the next entrance for the new day, and I was like, oh, never mind. Well, the hole was there for the whole night. The hole was there, but, but, you know, having everything darked out, like blacked out, having the Titantron and the Minitron blacked out was just because it was just the Viking Raiders just with with lights on them, and it was just coming out of the darkness. It was like, oh, this is bad. They should just do this for everybody all night and use that spot as an excuse. No, yeah. I thought that would have been great. Yeah. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Another match that I hope stays on the main card, because I think we're at 10 matches, which is fine for me, and uh, it's for the... The Cruiserweight Championship, it's Drew Gulak in his hometown of Philly, um, who won the Cruiserweight Championship last uh, pay-per-view against Tony Nese. These guys are uh, friends in real life and storyline partners and then turned on each other, and uh, they have good chemistry. So I hope Gulak retains, and I hope it gets the chance to be in the main card. That's all I really have to say about that. All right. That's me, too. That's uh, a nice yeah. match. Um, we have a triple threat. I really like what they've been doing with the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I think it started with... Uh, Brian and Rowan having a great showing, well, having machinery having a great showing against Brian and Rowan. Yeah. Um, we now have the New Day integrated into this. Um, it's a triple threat match. Uh, Otis won a triple threat match against uh, Daniel Bryan and Woods this past <laughs> Tuesday. Yeah. Um, and they've been holding their own promo wise. Um, you know, they're a little goofy, but I think they're showing that when time comes, they can get it done. A little and, goofy. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean they're, they're they're goofy. That's their that's their. Yeah. But I think they're they're avoiding right now at least the booking is avoiding them turning into a comedy tag team. And I like how Brian is doing his best to kind of make that their character that they could you know um, fuck around but get down to business when the time comes. Right. So right. Uh, and I, I hope Brian and, and Rowan retain, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a title change here. To heavy machinery. Just, um. It's too soon. I don't. I don't know. Heavy machinery. No, I was thinking New Day. Well, yeah, I would think of anything. It's too way too soon for heavy machinery. But I think Brian and Rowan should win. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I think think Brian should win, and somebody should come in and take out Rowan. Like Harper should come and take out Rowan, and then Brian and Harper should be champions going forward. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I mean that could be a thing. Probably not. But probably not. No. Sure. Um. We talked about this a little bit before. Ricochet defending against AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Um, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of how Ricochet took down Gallows and Anderson in consecutive matches. Um, yeah, no I, I way. don't know why you're why you're putting them back together just to lose like that, especially since Ricochet had a reason to lose to Carl Anderson, who's the better of the two, the you know the more you know renowned of the two in terms of technical ability. Um, yeah. Well, so not, that not, was a weird not according to WWE canon, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, I don't. They kind of book themselves in the corner. I mean, how do you have AJ lose without looking like an idiot? Unless Gallows and Anderson get ejected. Well, yeah, you something know? with something with Gallows and Anderson is going to have to lose to uh, lead to AJ winning the title. I think even if even if it is them ultimately getting ejected and then that distracts Ricochet. But I think Ricochet is going to retain. That was my point. I don't know if they put the title on him to let him drop it the next month. Well, then you said it yourself. AJ is going to look like a, an idiot. Yeah, I agree. That's what yeah. I think's going to happen, though. Yeah, that's well. Um, that's more reason they shouldn't have done it in my book. But um, I hope this gets more a little more time because the both raw matches were a little short, and yep. um, this this deserves some 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 good time to it. Yeah, it should um, be a good time. I hope so. <laughs> raw tag team championship. Uh, I don't really think this match needs to happen, but I'm glad that both tag team championships are being defended for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, yeah. The Revival are defending against the Usos. 
Um, this is another match where I can see Vince putting the title on the Usos for no reason, but I hope that the Revival retain, and I think that they probably will. But I don't know. When it comes to the Revival, I'm just not. They lost. They've, been, they've been losing a lot, even with while being champions. So. Yeah. Um, the champions, but, they'll, they'll win when the titles are on the line and, and no other time. Yeah, or that's Lately. probably what's going to happen. Um, but um, I, this should be a gr- another great match if given time and booked the right way. They're, I mean, so right now all the matches have the potential. It's just the way Vince books it, you know. Um, <laughs> that's what's going to kill it, totally. Yeah, but rival Usos has good work rate. Black and Cesaro has good work rate. Rick- Ricochet, AJ Styles, yeah. Strowman and Lashley will have that like big man power to it. I think the triple threat match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Gulak and Nice have put on good matches already. Oh. This brings me to uh, the SmackDown oh. Women's Championship. Um, how have you felt about the whole um, Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss angle? I mean, I feel like it's very obvious that to everyone that Alexa is playing Nikki Cross or around about that. Whether it's not yes, exa- exactly that, that's but I mean, story. That's, yeah. So, like, I just wish they would. You know, it seems like they're going to try to do a little twist on that or tweak on that, but my problem is that it's Nikki's, it's still technically Nikki's introduction to the main roster. Like, the main roster audience doesn't know her, and from what they're seeing of this, like, they're they're not learning about her, so it's just, that's what has me concerned, is like, is it all at the expense of Nikki and her potential on the main roster just to get Alexa over yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, the the reviews online, you know, in terms of, you know, wrestling journalists and, you know, some of the, the weekly, uh, you know, reports of, of the shows love this angle. They think that it's, and I do think that they spent a lot of time on it. I think that the absolute story to tell is that Nikki in the end knew that Alexa Bliss was doing this the whole time and that maybe when push comes to shove in the match, uh, she had beaten, uh, she won a beat the clock match to choose, um, a handicap match, which oh, I don't God. know if Alexa Bliss uh, told her to choose or yeah. if Nikki ch- chose it for her. I, I really forgot what that, uh, whatever, how that whatever went it's down. supposed to be. Yeah. Um, I was saying myself how I like that when this happened that a heel finally chose a match that suits him. Yeah. So, oh, first of all, you're right. That's what it ultimately comes down to. Does Nikki know? Will Nikki be right. revealed to have known? all along because if not she's an idiot I think and that's what I'm worried about I, I don't think she will um, but but let's talk about because we were talking about this via texting a little bit mm-hmm. I genuinely don't believe that adding another person to a match when you have a singles match and one of the participants gets to pick a stipulation I don't think adding another person on their side fits into the category of stipulation that makes it a different match it was a singles match now it's a handicap match. A stipulation would be like steel cage, ladder, kendo stick on a pole. Obviously, you wouldn't want to go that route, but I mean, still. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I I get your your train of thought. Even when we were talking last night, I know I didn't think you were like crazy, but I I do think that you when you change a match to a ladder match, it still changes the fundamental elements of the match. I think it just changes the circumstances. For me, for me a stipulation really should be if blank happens then then if blank wins then blank should happen that's what a stipulation is to me because i think a handicap is, is a match type you're right but i also think everything else you said is a match type steel cage is a match type ladder matches a match, yeah, you know, but you, well, no i'm talking about a fundamental like the the people involved and i guess they're you're right there's different levels because by definition a stipulation would be like the rules stipulate that if this guy wins this happens and if this guy wins this happens yeah but so I would say like the way the way it's used in WWE parlance just normally typically from my perspective is that a stipulation is like ladder steel cage but I mean adding another part you know that's like any that again like we were talking about this was something else even if she was right and she I mean apparently and she did it so she is able to do it so I guess I'm technically wrong going by the rules that they're you know uh, that are informing this mess but that just makes every other heel that got to pick a stipulation in the past, like, they should have just made it... Even her. Why didn't she make it ten on one? You know? Oh, just add nine well, people to my side and just cover all my bases. Side. I guess. I mean, you can't. she couldn't find four other heels and just make it, like, a five on her and Nikki and then three other... Like, I just... You know, where? why draw the line there, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't even open that... shouldn't even open that door because then why draw the line there? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the reason I liked it is that it served the story, A, and then Nikki gave some more context to it because she said on SmackDown that Alexa Bliss said that she they'll be the first ever co-SmackDown women's champions. So I she think that, that kind wow. of... Few, yeah, so I don't think that totally makes everything that you, know, you have a grievance with okay, but I, I do think that it serves a story at hand. It makes Alexa Bliss seem smart. And Nikki also alluded to the fact, I think she said this on Raw, not SmackDown, that... The whole story is that Bailey has no friends, and Bailey has no one to help her. And basically, everyone thinks. I'm so sure you know what everyone. Back. Right, but an interesting wrinkle in this, and I don't know how true it is, but on the Wade Keller show on Monday, the live the person in attendance, or there was an email sent in that there was a sign in the audience that said "Bring back Sasha," and apparently the sign got confiscated. Now, why would that sign get confiscated? They confiscate signs that go against the company through line, AEW signs, CM Punk signs. They had a CM quitter sign that they that they let stay up. Yeah. Vince is petty, that Vince is petty like that. Well, yeah. So I'm wondering if the Sasha stuff, if this is, I don't know if it's true, by the way, it's just what someone said they saw. But if that is true, that's not good news. But how do you mean elaborate? Been- elaborate? Because to me, when I hear that, I think... Well, they could maybe they saw the sign. They don't want it to be on camera because they don't want people to be reminded of Sasha because they have yeah. her, they have her in their back yes. pocket. And she might be coming back, or okay. they know that maybe the contract whatever isn't looking good, and it looks like she might be on the brink of getting out of her contract, which mean would mean she could maybe go to AEW or God knows where. In which case, you also wouldn't want to remind people. So I feel like it could be either extreme when when I hear that. Yeah, no, I definitely considered the first option too. That uh, that maybe they didn't want people. And again, I don't know the veracity of this of if this even happened. But um, it just kind of surprised me first. But I I did think that that maybe they don't want it obvious. But they don't want it obvious. But then they also had Nikki say that on Raw, which was obvious anyway. You know what I mean? That's why I'm kind of yeah, like, that's true. Well, who the fuck else would it be? Or maybe it's going to be no one, and that's just. I mean, that's not going to be a thing. Yeah. I think um, in this match particularly, what I would do is have. Um, Sasha Banks come and help Bailey and then attack her after the match. How could she even help? Because now it's a legal handicap match. Because like I was saying to you via text, why wouldn't Alexa make it Extreme Rules? It's Extreme Rules pay-per-view anyway, plus that would well, effectively then you that would your... do the same outcome. Nikki could still help her. They could use weapons. But Nikki... then Bailey could also use weapons, though. Right, but Bailey's only one person. And I mean, yeah, but Sasha I mean, with would the kendo stick, though. Sa- what? With like a kendo stick or a chair, though, that that you can even the odds quickly. Yeah, but Bailey with a kendo stick and Alexa and Nikki each with their own kendo stick. I mean, still a numbers game. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a risk whenever you make whenever faces or heels make matches that could. Yeah, you know. Do you think Sasha's coming back? Ever or Sunday? No, Sunday. Um, I because it sounds like they're setting up for Sasha to come back. Absolutely, I, I'm 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 more leaning towards yes, but I wouldn't be surprised if either they wait or it's just a total misdirect. And Vince is an idiot and wants people to tune in or something. I guess, but that's not how you that's not how you misdirect people. You know, like oh, oh something I, might I'm happen, and then I'm we get there you. and nothing I just, happens. Got I just you. nothing would surprise me anymore. We got your money. You know what I mean? Yeah, that um, was a good misdirect. No, I, I thought I, something I, was going to happen and then nothing happened. <laughs> I think that it, I yeah, and I think Sasha should come back. I think you can have um, Sasha just simply cause a distraction. She doesn't need to, like, you know, yeah. um, actually, uh, actually get interfere. And, yeah. yeah, right, right. And then you have her attack Bailey, and I think the story writes itself. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't even need to say anything further how they can get there. No, yeah, of course. So you think um, if she shows up, she's? it sounds like you think you feel more confident that if she shows up, that's how it'll go. She'll help Bailey win well, and then attack Bailey. I think that's how it should go. Okay. Part of me feels as though there was a rumor that Sasha and Vince had a meeting that was good, that things were turning better like a month ago, and that I think that Sasha probably is going to basically tell Vince what she wants to do. And I think being heel is probably what she wants to do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I like to see Bailey um, as a heel. Yeah, she's getting stale as a baby face, but I'd have to see it first getting- before I actually want it. Well, yeah, Very yeah, so. I'd love to see it in the window before I had to drive it off the lot. Yeah, well, <laughs> great, great analogy. Um, next match that was uh, the that you I thought was worried that the the um, what's the word the the booking or the storyline progression would be hampered because Kofi Kingston got an injury at a live event. I don't know if you heard this; he was pulled out of a live event. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he was pulled out of a live event over the weekend. No one's disclosing the severity of the injury. The match on Sunday is still. Uh, 
is still on, but that's why he didn't show up in a in-ring capacity this past week. Okay. Um, with that being said, I love Samoa Joe's promo. I mean, that goes without saying at this point. Um, yeah. It was short, sweet, put it over wonderfully. He's amazing. Um, Kofi's was a little, I don't know, he kind of came off a little pompous, and I'm kind of starting to get tired of him, to be honest. I mean, I hate to say it. I think I'm over it. No, yeah. I think that he had a great run. I think that he was champion way longer than I thought. He is. He's beaten technically Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, oh, Kevin so Owens, people, so Daniel Bryan. In you know, ridiculous I think that, situations, nonetheless. Yeah. So I think that forever he's going to be in that upper echelon that he always deserved to be in, and that's what it accomplished. And I'm glad that he got that moment. But it's time for me. Yeah. Um, same. With that being but, said, I, I don't ahead. think Joe's going to win. You don't think Joe's going to? Yeah. I don't. I would love it. Uh, I would love it, and I could see it being one of those like because I would be surprised. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. It's it's the more unlikely, I think, outcome for sure. But I think Kofi is going to be SummerSlam champion, and I think that you have either Bray or maybe AJ Styles as the SummerSlam opponent. Maybe Man. Randy Orton. Everybody's one of those so three. quick to push Bray into like these top spots or fighting the new guys. Like, I want to see Bray just like doing his own thing in his own little corner of the of the world for a little bit, you know, before he's like going after titles or going after a big face or a big heel or. Any of it. I don't know. With how much time... Somebody random, just like a random heel or just somebody that nobody really cares about, like Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin. Just fuck with them. Just play with them for a while, you know? Well, he's allegedly been backstage at every Raw for the past three weeks. They're doing the puppets in the segment still. The Husky the Harris was was, uh, shown when Ricochet was was walking backstage. Okay. Um, I think that they've milked it a very long time since the last... Firefly Funhouse that yeah. he'll, he'll be in a pretty considerable feud I'm not saying he should and he has to be I just oh. think if I know Vince he's going to capitalize on what he I think is being made aware of is one of the best things in WWE right now the and best will thing. maybe not for the right reasons put him in that spot Okay, well, this I don't is think he needs looking. to be at yeah, all yeah, yeah. But I don't think he needs to be I really don't yeah, I, no, I, I think he should be I think it'd be better I would if be happy with away. your path yeah. I also wouldn't mind if he got a proper championship run well, yeah, but I want him to build up to it in this new character, you know? Not just the same thing with Heavy Machinery. Nobody should start three months in with All the right, top title in their com- division. You, you can't compare Bray Wyatt to Heavy Machinery. Bray I'm Wyatt's saying, been fucked I only for say a that, while I now. only say that to say nobody... Yeah, but Bray Wyatt, this is a new gimmick, a new character. Nobody should start him and his new character. Heavy Machinery is still new on the, on the main roster. Nobody should start by winning the top title in their division three months in. That's, that's yeah, all. Yeah, but I, I still you have think Bray has to that. You, gotta build, of, you gotta build to that. Bray has a lot of sting to wear off that I don't know if I could trust Vince to book him long-term to get there. I mean, you gotta. You gotta not trust Vince. You gotta trust whoever's been producing these segments so far to let them handle it. And just yeah, but keep, I don't know if this Vince's guy... Hands away from it. I don't know if this guy who's involved in like Hollywood movies is gonna stick around to produce every Bray White segment, though. I think that ship has sailed. I think that was exclusively the Firefly Funhouse. Well, maybe not hands-on, but I mean, no, they gotta, there's gotta be someone between Bray, I think Bray and Vince making sure ideas. that this gets taken care of and not totally ruined. Because they don't, they have to realize that this perception is increasing of things that are legitimately cool being ruined the second Vince gets access to them. Like, there's a, there's a, an undeniable pattern of that increase happening more and more over the last couple of years. You know, so they have to be aware of that at this point, and it's, and with Bray Bray, the Firefly Funhouse character and everything being so big, it's like heightened. You know, they're going to get a lot of blowback that they can't afford if this shows up, if the act shows up live and just falls flat. Yeah, no, I I also agree with that too. But who is your pick for the W Championship match? Um. Wishfully yeah, and actually. I, I want to wishfully. I mean, Samoa Joe. I want to actually say Samoa Joe, but I'm very. I'm still very sure that Kofi will be losing that title to Brock Lesnar on the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. So Kofi. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Next, we have a no hold barred tag team match: Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Um, by the way, both of these two tag team matches. Um, which the, the, the other one, which I assume will be the main event that we'll get into right after this, has a very long title that I'm reading on Wikipedia. See, I but, assume um, this one will be the main event, but go ahead. I mean, I, I really hope that the top guy, the supposed top guy and top female in the company are in the main event of the show with the top well, I can see why you would think that, but you could see why I would say more likely than not Undertaker and Roman will be. 
and, no, and Shane. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally don't think you're crazy. Yeah. Um, wishfully, I think it should be. I mean, wishfully, <laughs> I, wishfully, I, I would, I would do. Uh, Seth and Becky. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Oh, wow. And maybe if it had a little more build. Yeah. Um, but I anyway, would, no, definitely, I would, I would do that too, actually, because the, the, both these tag matches, the outcome is is obvious to me. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, they're both going to be like tornado matches. Like, there's not going to be, you don't need to tag. Like, is there going to be like a legal man? Did you think about that part of this? Well, why, why would that be the case for? Let's talk about Roman and and Taker and Shane yeah, and Drew. Well, why it, would that be the case for this? Well, it's no holds barred, so it doesn't oh. really matter if the other person is coming in and attacking them, unless you still need to be legal to get the pin. Yeah, but what I mean, is, I'm what sure do they're get, not even you worried about illegal, this. You're right. Like, you, what do you what do you get if you're illegal? Though it's no it's no DQ. Well, no maybe maybe you don't get disqualified, but you still can't legally get the pin. Oh, if they actually yeah, pay yeah. attention, okay. if they actually pay attention to this, I'm sure they're we're thinking about it. And they're not. Well, they're probably um, just they're probably just going to do a tag because they they really WWE is not. There's certain things like they they a tornado tag. There's a lot going on. They don't they don't you know they, there's not a lot of those that happen in WWE. Yeah. No. Um. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty, pretty fucking sure that uh, Undertaker and Roman are going to win. And um, <laughs> pretty the only sure good you're that only can, pretty sure. The come only on. good that can come of this is if Drew and Taker, like Drew takes out Taker, and it leads to the rumored match of Drew and Taker at SummerSlam, which, which I Drew give you credit wins. for. Which Drew definitely wins, and I give you credit that other people are both thinking that's going to happen and actually allegedly reporting it. I've heard that it's going to be. Undertaker and Drew McIntyre, and then I saw another graphic which probably was fake about Undertaker and Baron Corbin in a casket match. Oh, well, SummerSlam. somebody pulled that right out of their ass. Yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. But then again, if Vince is this much in and Baron Corbin, and when, when we get to that match and how I think it's going to end, maybe he wants them to be in the main story still. He can't help himself. Maybe. I mean, you could always just tie this Undertaker, Roman, Shane, Drew thing off and, you know, have, have them win definitively and then have Taker show up back to because Corbin's gonna whatever later. Yeah, maybe. I mean, hopefully not, but you could, I guess. Don't know why um, you would, but you could. I don't know. I hope Taker comes out of the safe. I hope that he's booked smartly and he has his spots, and then you know that's it. Uh, where <laughs> you do have you think to this... on this side oh, of Taker gonna... Goldberg, you have to wish that. So good call. I was, gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna ask you where you think this is gonna be, but we literally just talked about that in terms of on the card. Oh yeah. Um, in the end. Yeah, and then um, the get ready for it. Last chance winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match. Wow, that for is both a mouthful. the w- for both the WWE Universal Championship and the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Um, the last chance winner. I take mean, all. wow, Jesus. I, I, I obviously Seth and Becky are winning. Um, I. I I mean, I don't know what, how they take the extreme rules option. Maybe they got some ladders involved, tables to make it somewhat exciting. Um, I, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, I'm not like over the moon excited for this. Um, how could you be? What's the point of what's even the point of a wrestling match where everyone watching knows what the outcome is? What is even the point of that? I mean, literally, there is none. Yeah. So it's a weird there match is- to have uh, be the figurehead of your pay per view for the month. Yeah, extremely weird. It makes no fucking sense, actually. Ooh, nice pun. Extremely rules weird. Um, <laughs> that is... That's the card. I'm trying to think of any other... Um, we're doing really good on time. I'm trying Stuff. to think of any other type of... Uh, but maybe I should quit while I'm ahead because it's no. a good time. No, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we have time to... Oh, yeah, I'm going to check the, um, check the sheets. Check the dirt sheets. They, WWE announced that they're returning to do WTV at Madison Square Garden for the first time in a decade in uh, September. That's, I don't know, something oh. in the news I've read. Uh, Raw and SmackDown back-to-back. Um, Bray Wyatt's return is apparently imminent, but no one knows when. Do you think he shows up at Extreme Rules, like in general? Like, either just shows up in a backstage segment or in a feud? Hopefully not. I feel like either show up. Well, see, showing up at at Extreme Rules to, like to attack somebody and start a feud feels very something the old Bray Wyatt would have done. So that's why, like, I want to see him, but I think he needs to show up either Sunday or Monday because you know you stop you stopped doing these segments a couple weeks ago. The Easter eggs to me is like that's not enough. I don't think it's been enough these past couple weeks. I think you definitely need to. You know, he needs to show up. We need to. We need to see what the fuck this thing looks like starting this week. In my opinion, 
Yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't hate that. So I'm on board with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, how many more weeks are you going to do just like a brief Easter egg? It was the best part of the show, and now we're going on like two or three weeks without it, and just like a Easter egg in the background. It's not enough. It's like, a, you know? Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. Were you thinking that he's going to show up Sunday? I don't know. I think they can go either other way. I wouldn't be surprised. Um I think that I think that maybe I at least hope that they're going to make SummerSlam feel important this year, and I do think that some results and something will happen to build to at least one major match at that show. Yeah. Um, and I do think that Sunday feels like a resetting for a lot of storylines that hopefully should end, including Roman and Shane and Seth, Becky, and Baron and Lacey. Oh, God, yeah. Those two in particular I feel like can't go on. I feel like Shane and Roman is a pretty safe bet. It did feel to me like they were building towards a, a singles match at SummerSlam where Roman could ultimately get his win. But now with the Kevin Owens thing, it's like, oh, they're going to, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised if Kevin Owens shows up during that match, come to think of it. Yeah, you think? Well, I mean, yeah, right? Just based on based on Tuesday. Yeah, I guess you're right. I, I, could, I could definitely see that. Yeah. Kevin Owens versus um, Undertaker would be fucking awesome. Yeah, what? I don't know if that fits right now. No, it, no, no, it's not going to happen right now. I'm just, 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 you know, there's so many ma- there's so many matches. There's no excuse to keep to do three months of Baron Corbin and Seth Rollins. There's just no excuse for that in my in my book. You know, there's so many combinations of matches that you can that we should be trying to hurt. You know, there's. There should be no reprehension about like, oh, let's save this match. Let's save that. No, you have a ton of awesome matches. Let's start. Let's open the floodgates. Oh, I mean, I would. I absolutely think that it's time to start putting your pedals to the fucking metal then. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, all right. So I guess, is that it? Do we have anything we want to talk about? No, I'm good with that being it. All right. So until uh, WWE rules, until Extreme rules. We will talk to you guys after Extreme Rules. That was redundant. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us for Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can follow me on Twitter at up 11 And my name is Jimmy Moorcraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Moorcraft. And you can like us on Facebook and Twitter at Wishful Booking. Email in wishfulbooking at gmail.com. Please also rate, review, share, subscribe. And we'll talk to you guys after Extreme Rules for the third time. So long, guys. Let's get extreme. Yeah. Later. I can say that you're right. I can say that I love you wrong. And you can stop out of life. Cause no matter how far you've gone. Well, I'd offer you my lonely call. To come on home.